Louise McSharry on 2FM. I have been asked for one particular topic for how to be an adult at least 10 times over the last six months. It is a tricky one because it's hard to know how to have the conversation correctly and efficiently and you need the right person um, to talk about this subject because I'm talking about friendship because even though it seems straightforward and the most natural thing in the world it isn't always and sometimes you find yourself in a position where you need to make friends sometimes you're struggling to maintain friendships and sometimes you need to end a friendship uh, but today fortunately we are joined by journalist and author Idel Coffey who has written on this subject hello Idel no pressure sorry as no. I was saying that I was like I hope this isn't a lot of pressure like, really am I the person to talk about friendship <laughs> You are. Well, we've decided that Fine. you are. So we're here now. Um, but it's funny because, I, as I said, I have really gotten so many requests for this topic in this yeah. in on this in this segment. Um, why do you think that is? Well, I think we kind of ignore the fact that friendships make up such a huge part of our let's call it our relationship um, circle. Yeah. If you want to look at a mathematical kind of graph. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, we talk about romances all the time. We talk yeah. about meeting someone and how to end a relationship, how to how to find a relationship, how to get to the next level in a relationship. But we rarely ever talk about friendships and they're such a huge part of our emotional well-being. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes they have a negative impact on that, you know, if you've got a toxic friendship. Yeah. But um, for me, like friendships over, you know, well, certainly in my adult life have been such an important part of of my emotional well be- well-being. And once you find that special friend, not to sound uh, weird or gross about <laughs> it, but like once you find that special friend, um, you know, you realize how much they mean to you. And yeah. no matter what's going on in your life, it's almost more important than a romantic partner because things can go wrong and you can go to your friend and say, this has happened. Yeah. And, and they're there for you, you know, if they are that kind of friend, you're yeah very lucky to have them but yeah I think that might explain why people are so interested in it because we all have friends if we're lucky most of us do have friends and they do make up a huge part of that relationship yeah. sphere of our lives but you're right we don't ever really talk about managing them in the way that we do uh, romantic relationships mm. like I mean if you think about it that there like so much is written about sung about um, TV programs films like all about romantic relationships there's so much advice out there there's you know couples therapy mm. and all that but we don't hear about that in friendship and maybe it wouldn't be a bad idea no absolutely not and like you know if you go back in time I suppose if you go back to say you know if you're a fan of Jane Austen like I am you know the relationships and how the, the friendships operated was almost like they were almost romantic the letter writing mm. the sort of how, how people engaged with, with their friends it, they were quite intense like and and it is, I just think it it is such an intense relationship, a friendship, because, you know, they provide everything for you that a partner would, apart from, um, we call it the benefits, I think. Yeah. Really. <laughs> um, so, so, you know, like it, it is as intense on the, on that level. And, and sometimes I think it's even more so because with a friend, okay, with, with a, a partner, like there's so many parallels between romances and friendships, I think, mm. actually. But with a, with a partner, um, you know, it's, it often seems like things could could go dramatically wrong very quickly. But with a friend, it feels like you're sort of bestowed with this um, gift. You know, yeah. nobody has to be your friend, really. Nobody has to stay in that friendship the way that people might stay in relationships through bad times. Yeah. Like, OK, well, it's just a bad, a rough patch. We'll stick with it. But with friendships, you know, it, it always feels like more of a gift in a way, I think, because... It's 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 quite pure, isn't it? It's yeah. it's kind of like, well, you know, I'm not here for anything. I'm not here for 
you know, you're not living together. You're not you don't have those sort of power imbalances, I think, that you yeah. can sometimes have in a romantic relationship where maybe one person is um, is there any more money than the other or one person has a nice house and yeah. you're living in the house or, you know, uh, one person brings status. You yeah. know, it's I think with friendships, I, I think that operates a little bit differently. Um, so, yeah, I I'm conscious of the fact that I think that there ha- while I said that there's not as much kind of spoken about or created about platonic friendships as opposed to romantic relationships, I am aware of the fact that I certainly feel like there has been some writing and content that has been specifically about female friendships, which almost kind of fetishizes them um, you know like we learn about the these intense female friendships I'm actually thinking particularly of Dolly Alderton's book um, which I have mixed feelings about <laughs> she's not listening it's What's okay. her, like, I feel like I know her friend Farley isn't it yes. because she talked about her all the time on yeah. the high-low and, yeah. and, like and she wrote about her female friendships like you know these intense female friendships and how you know they were almost more important than any mm. romantic relationship and stuff and I remember feeling I don't I don't feel feel I have that crew you Mm. know and I think there are a lot of women who maybe feel outside of the friendship conversation because not everyone has their one best friend who knows you know I haven't had that since I was a teenager like a singular best friend who you're in contact with constantly and you know maybe I don't have it because I got burned by it as a teenager but but not every woman has that and not every woman has their like girl gang um you know of people around them I have lots of great friends Mm. like I'm not denigrating my friendships but um you You know everybody I'm following I know. Louise. I'm like, what? I know. She doesn't have no. friends. I have lots of great <laughs> friends, but they tend to be kind of they're their own kind of little relationships. They're yes. not necessarily interlinked in a gang, mm. and none of them has the the intensity. And I mean, maybe that's appropriate. Like maybe mm. you do reach an age where you don't need that intensity. But I think friendship actually has the potential to make people feel like outsiders. Oh yeah, I can see why that would happen. Sorry, it took me a really long time to get there. (laughs) As you were talking about that, I was thinking, you know, I am very lucky because I do have that one friend. I have my Farley and I met her kind of in my early to mid 20s and you know, people made a lot of jokes about us because we were actually in love and I'm still in love with her, do you know? And I suppose we, our relationship, I think it's to do with the point at which you meet that friend. You know, if you meet them in your sort of early adulthood, you're very free and easy. You have all the time in the world to spend with each other. Like I'd say I spent more time with her than with my boyfriend at the time who actually introduced me to her. Fully respect that. (laughs) And that relationship is gone. And yet my relationship with her persists and I'm fully confident and absolutely hopeful that will persist forever. And yes, it, it does have that intensity. Like people made jokes, you know, on her wedding day, it was kind of like, <laughs> you know, the three of us were sitting together in photographs at the top table. Like this, I was like, yes, I am marrying the two of them. You know, it's just, you know, you just, yeah. if you do have that one person, like I, I do feel so blessed to have her, but I can see how, again, like there's a parallel with relationships. You know, sometimes you see people posting all this stuff on Instagram. Oh, she said yes. Or, you know, yeah. in other ways, maybe people having babies, you know, posting those scam yeah. pictures. and. Again, a friendship like, you know, if you if you see somebody with that friendship that you would long to have. Yes, of course, it can make you feel like an outsider. And it's really, really difficult to find friends, especially as we get older. Yeah. And I, I wrote about this recently um, because I moved from Dublin 
from my from my beautiful intense friend mm-hmm. um, to Galway about five years ago. And um, and actually, you know, we had a very it was a very sad time because I missed her so much and she missed me. And she was kind of like s- telling me things like, you know, I actually realized that we have had a codependent relationship yeah. for so long. I was like, I know. But um, but we've managed to maintain our friendship and it's still like one of the most important friendships to me. But trying to meet people uh, when you're an adult and particularly in your 30s, as yeah. I was when I moved, um, it was really, really difficult and kind of desperate, actually. Like, yeah. you know, the lengths I had to go to to find friend Louise. I'm surprised to hear that in Galway. I was surprised as well. Because the people of Galway are very welcoming. <laughs> I think they were afraid of me. <laughs> like, to be honest, <laughs> I think I think I came on too strong. And again, we go back to the relationship parallels. You know, if you meet somebody and you're kind of all over them or you're like, yes, let's get married. or Yeah, let's yeah, be friends. You know, yeah. Which like, I have done, by the way. Mm, yeah. Maybe not. <laughs> So I kind of learned that to my cost, you know. So what what did you find was the best strategy? Because I'm sure there will be people in the same boat. It's so funny. It sounds very sort of um, stalkerish to admit I actually had a strategy. But I think, do you know what? My strategy eventually, I realized that I, I had to make much more of an effort than I was used to making. Do you yeah. know? Because if I, I, I moved to go after I had a baby and I didn't go to a job there, you know, so sure. often if you move cities, you, you go, you start a job and yeah. you, you meet a sort of a network of people through sure. the job and then you'll have people to go out with and you'll meet friends. I didn't have that. So I, after sort of being slightly miffed at like, why doesn't everybody know how amazing I am and why do they not want to be my friends? I realise it's because, you know, you're sitting in your house and also you've got a buggy now that, you know, it's not exactly that the does make it harder. conversation well. starter. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, you can't just go out to a pub and yeah. have a few drinks with somebody or it's, it's much harder to yeah. do that, you know. Um, so, yeah, I actually just started actively sort of joining things that I would have never, ever dreamed of joining before. Like, you know, I went to a night class okay. and I went to like... Um, I joined loads of book clubs. I joined like four book clubs and I never read the book, obviously, because there was too many book Nobody clubs. Nobody ever reads the book for the book club. Like one person reads it. There's 10 minutes oh, chat about the book at the start and then it moves into general chit chat. But yeah, there was loads of things like, and just kind of going going to book launches or stuff like on your own, like mm. again, that kind of thing where you're feeling it's like, it's like the Smith song, isn't it? And mm. you go to the club and you stand on your own and you leave on your own and you go home and you cry and you want to die. Yeah. But some nights or some days when you go to these things, you'll meet people. And I think the thing I realized was that I wasn't a unicorn. You know, there were lots of people out there like me who were lonely and who were sort of trying to meet people and not in a romantic way, but just in a kind of like I'd love a pal way. And eventually, you know, I did meet people and two of my very good friends I met them completely randomly uh, at a book launch and one of them introduced me to another then. So, you know, it's just, it's really awful. You You have have to to do those things. You have to put yourself out there and it's really, it's kind of grim and that it's like, oh God, like, and you go somewhere and then you're like, nobody here is like me and I don't want to be friends with any of these people and they all hate me and, and it's quite a negative experience, you know, but... Um, yeah, it's like it's like going on dates, isn't it? You yeah, I have to say I'm a big uh, pursuant of friendship. Like if I meet someone and I feel like, oh, we've got something, I will pursue it. Like I'm oh. the same. Yeah. In a scary way. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Louise, and I- I'll be emailing you after the show. <laughs> <laughs> but truly one of my one of my best friends and a, a, a guy who I met 
who through whom I met some of my other best friends. Um, I had met kind of very briefly in a job I had in my early 20s. We'd see each other in the kitchen and usually like exchange a, a few slags, like, you know, mm. barbed comments about each other's lunch or whatever. Um, and it was always really fun. And I was finishing up and I just said to him, I was like, look, this might sound a bit weird, but I actually think we'd be great friends. Mm. Um, and here's my number. And if you don't want to be friends, that's absolutely fine. But like maybe we could go for a drink or something sometime. And um, he was gay, so there was no kind of question of it being romantic. I was just going to yeah. ask because like, you know, sometimes you can really, really like someone as a friend. Yeah. And, you know, and I have a few male friends that I adore. Yeah. But also, yeah. You, you know, have to kind of... Were, were you nearly. wondering yeah. like oh god I was thinking did I wonder did he see that as a come on or but no, no obviously fortunately not. that wasn't yeah. a thing yeah um, and and we did go for a drink and I spent the next like five years of my life with with him and, his, and the people I met through him uh, like every weekend until Lovely. they all moved obviously to London yeah and, and I would places. I would really um, sort of recommend that that sort of forthright approach yeah. because when you do meet someone and again it's like the love thing when you meet someone that you connect with it is actually quite rare it isn't is. it um, and I met one person that and, and again I just I kind of made a show of myself really with her I was like mm, this person has made me laugh so much that I can't breathe and I love her and I want her to be my friend so I knew it was her birthday coming up and I was like I'm going to buy her a present because she will be my friend. Yes. And <laughs> good idea. And then I was like, no, I can't buy her a present because that's really creepy, actually. <laughs> and we've just met and she'd be like, who's this person buying me a present? <laughs> so I was like, I know what I'll do that won't be creepy. I'll write her a poem for her birthday. Michelle! <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And it was a very technical poem. Like I wrote it it's in the Villanelle style, which wow. has quite a specific rhyming scheme. And I sent it to her and thankfully she didn't freak out and report me to the police she actually became my friend and I was still very good friends what an origin story but I was just like I love her I want her to be my friend and what can I do to make her my friend I need to make a big gesture yeah I love it it is though it's such a rare connection and actually I yeah, met someone at a, at a wedding pre-wedding workshop um, so like eight years ago and I just liked her so much she was so bold um, she like just thought, could, didn't take any element of this like boutonniere making workshop or whatever it was seriously <laughs> she was so so bold and so funny and I came home and I was like oh my god there was this girl there today oh, she was and then she'd added me on Facebook and I was like yay <laughs> but then we, it wasn't enough to, to take the next step you know but then mm. by sheer coincidence five years later I made friends with her lifelong best friend and now the three of us are very close oh my god so but I could have lost her you could have. I could have lost that her. Was too and I should have now. tried. Yeah. Exactly. But also, we can feel a bit mortified with like, yeah, well, it is. would you like yeah, to go for hey, a drink? Um, I like you. Yeah. yeah. But you have to just do it, I think. Um, okay, we need to talk about ending friendships because unfortunately that is a real challenge that lots of people face so we're going to talk about that and we've got some questions in if you have a question about how to manage a friendship situation or anything really um, around the, the kind of theme of friendship 51552 is the number to text how to be an adult we should know how to do it at this stage but we don't Louise McSherry on 2FM that is new from Lil Nas X who I am just obsessed with uh, featuring Jack Harlow it's called Industry Baby on 2FM I have just told Adele my, my tragic story of friendship heartbreak when I was 18 that I am still not over 20 years later. Um, but we were just talking about kind of when friendship goes bad. Uh, I'm joined by Adele Coffey, writer and journalist, and for How to Be an Adult this week, we're talking about friendship. And um, they do go bad sometimes, don't they? They do. And often you just outgrow each other. Like, yeah. you know, there's... Um like I had a specific set of friends when I was a child in sort of national school. And by the time I was 15 and we were all in the same secondary school together, 
each one of us had different interests and mm. each one of us had met sort of friends that reflected those interests and we all sort of drifted. Mm. And then um, I would say that I didn't really meet my real friends, like my real sort of adult life friends yeah. until I went to college. Yeah. And sometimes I think that happens. And yeah. I know a lot of people, particularly in Ireland, because Ireland's so small, have their set of friends from like junior infants yeah and they have them the full way through life yeah. and I think you're really lucky if you, I do too if you do have those friends because they're like family really aren't yeah. they you know they know you inside out they've got your back yeah ideally you'd yeah. hope um but for a lot of people you know our identities aren't fixed you know when we're four we, we become different people yeah. when we're 15 or yeah. when we're 21 or when we're 30 yeah. in many ways I think we, we sort of finally find ourselves and who we are and you know who the best sort of match for that in a friendship sense is mm. I think yeah I think you're right and I, I was thinking when we were thinking about this topic about a girl who sent me a message recently on Instagram she was say, asking me about I had gotten some piercings I've mentioned this on the show before I'd gotten some piercings um, recently and she said can I ask how old you are because I want to get a piercing she was no, not older than 30. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said, I want to get a piercing, but my friends are te- all telling me that I'm too old. And I literally replied Horrific. and said, you need to get new friends. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was just like, that's that's wild to me. But I do hear about these relationships where, you know, and I, I think it is a female thing, unfortunately, where, uh, you know, women feel like they want to do X, Y or Z, but their friends are all saying, oh, no, you can't do that. You're too old or you're too this or you're too that. Or there's a judgment there. Mm. And, and I think you know, that must be horrible to feel kind of somewhat trapped in a, in a friendship that maybe is having actually a negative impact on your life as opposed to a positive mm. one. What do you do then? Yeah, and uh, almost not, I think a lot of the time there's there's not even that level of awareness that you're trapped in a relationship. I think people sometimes will s- sort of automatically do what the peer group yeah. says they should do. Like the fact that, and and you have to ask yourself, what's the motivation behind those girls saying you're too old for a piercing? Is it that, you know, they just have different sort of value systems than this girl and what's she doing in that group then? Or, mm. you know, I can't believe anyone would say you're too old to get a piercing at 30. But um, or else they're thinking, I would really like a piercing, but... Um, I feel too afraid to get one and I'm jealous that this girl's getting one so I'm going to tell her no she shouldn't get one yeah like nasty stuff I don't like if you find yourself in a situation like that and if you are aware that maybe it's toxic or maybe it's not good for you I mean I'm Irish so I could never have the confrontational conversation Mm. of hi, I think what you're doing there is really mean and yeah. you should stop. Or I think it's a negative, uh, um, toxic situation and you should stop. I don't think Irish people can do that. Yeah, we can't have the grown-up conversation. So my particular preference for ending a friendship would be a gentle ghosting, mm. just a kind of slow retraction. Um, there's a, a brilliant book, which I came across maybe 15 years ago. It's called, um, can I say a-hole on the radio it's called the no a-hole rule and the first um, rule is limit your exposure so if you're in a friendship or a friendship group like that you know you can kind of withdraw a little bit and I know that's scary because you might find yourself then without friends but actually maybe you can sort of this might sound quite cynical, but maybe you can start to nurture other friendships while still in that friendship group. And, you know, then things might happen quite organically. You'll find yourself with a group of people that are more simpatico, that are more 
uh, in favor of pursings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Find your people. Like find if you don't people. feel like you have your people, it's never too late to find them. I think. And what are your interests? If your interests are pursings, like join a group. Uh, you know, so many Facebook groups. You yeah. know, pursing friends. Yeah. You know, <laughs> pursing pals. <laughs> like I joined a writers group in yeah. Galway in the hope of meeting like-minded writers, and I did. And yeah. you know, it's uh, you just just go to the place where your people are likely to be. Yeah. Okay. We've got loads of questions, so we better um, try oh, and barrel through some of them. No, Adele. Um, every word you're saying is gold. How often should I be in contact with my friends, says this person. I just don't have the headspace. Is monthly enough? Should I be texting them? I know, like it should never be a chore. And also like if your friends are your friends, they will understand if you're too busy. So what I would do is I would I would definitely be upfront about that kind of thing. I'd say, look, I feel really guilty um, that I'm not in contact with you as much as I really want to be. And yeah. I'm really sorry, but like life is hectic. Yeah. I'm always thinking of you and I want you to know that. Yeah. Um, and I text you as often as I can, but like often it's the end of the day and things have got away yeah, from me. Yeah. It doesn't mean I don't love you. It doesn't mean I don't think of, think you. of you every yeah. day. Yeah. But I just want you to know, like I would, may, I would be completely upfront about that. And if, if they are a real friend, they'll completely understand. Yeah, I have I have one particular friend who I have that conversation with like every six months. And I'm always <laughs> like, it's fine. Like, honestly, I it's absolutely fine. Yeah. We're both busy. I love you. You love me. I know this. People generally understand. Yeah, we've actually answered a lot of these questions in just in our conversation just there. Um, but uh, Louise now, she says, Louise now in Mayo says, I've just moved very rural with my partner and I'm pretty far from my friend group. Everyone here is obsessed with the GAA and I have no interest. <laughs> Should I fake interest just to break the ice? Do you know what? I would, yes, I would fake interest. Um, the GAA is such a mystery to me. Um, and I've moved from Dublin to Galway as well. And it's 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 everywhere. And yeah. I see how important it is. And actually, I see now that it is, it's more a community than, the sport itself obviously is important, but the community around the sport is huge. And I would absolutely fake interest. Um and you will actually probably eventually have a, a genuine interest, but it is an amazing place, an amazing way to meet people. And actually those people, there's so many nice people involved in in the GAA. I mean, it's 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 just like football. Don't be scared. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we are so short on time, but so this has to be the last question. Okay. And I'm so sorry to everyone who sent in, in questions. It's, uh, I really wish I could set people up as friends like I've done for dates. Would people find that weird? I think no. that's a great idea. I, I loved being set up, but also like I've had a few bad dates yes. with with people like you know I've, I've met people say oh do you know who you'd love you'd love this person and then you meet them and you're just like sitting there in this painful half hour and it's like those blind dates where it's yeah. like you're lovely but we're never having the sex okay yeah. the end yeah so you know there's chemistry and friendships in the same yeah. ways in relationships but absolutely I don't think it's weird to set someone up I've had that experience with um social media where I've taken tried to take a friendship offline and then you're like this is fine but let's never do this again works and online. go back to chatting to each other online <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay too um, okay we have got we'll have to talk about this again because we've got so many messages in and um, thank you so much Adele Coffey uh, writer and author I know you have a book coming out in January sure. very exciting miles away yeah well um, I hope it all goes really brilliantly <laughs> really for you and thank you for your input today Louise McSherry on 2FM